Welcome to the Black Effect Podcast, Three Black Moms Affecting the Effect. I'm one of your hosts, Kendra. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. Today we have a few topics in mind. Uh, The first topic is Black motherhood, the stigmatization of being a Black mother, and how that may have affected our mothering experience thus far. I thought this was a good topic because a lot of the times in in media throughout life it seems like being a mother is actually like a bad thing there's not a lot of positive messages that are attached to motherhood especially when you think about like movies and stuff um and just how they always make it seem like extremely stressful and kids are in the way and you can't follow your dreams because of your kids you're poor Sounds like my life. <laughs> I always wanted to be a mother. From like I was that weird little girl that planned out her marriage and motherhood and career and I just knew how it was gonna be. Clearly, that's not how it turned out, but that's alright. Even though I saw those images you guys just talked about, I didn't view it that way. Like I thought it was gonna be like roses, like my baby's gonna love me, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a great baby, I'm gonna drop it off at daycare and then pick it up and we're gonna have like that's literally what I thought. You just gonna drop yourself a daycare? I did. Like, oh, now I'm completely against it, right? right? <laughs> but that's, hey, as a that kid, though, that's what you see, right? I was a latchkey kid, so as a kid, that's oh. what the kids did. They went, I didn't. Know, I don't think I know any stay-at-home moms as a kid. Like, I can't think of one. In my circle, my mother was one of two mothers that had like her best friend and her. They stayed home, and we were the only non-latchkey kids. See, we were the only ones where like our parents were married. Um, we were the only ones who had older parents. Um, I mean, my parents aren't that old. I'm my mother's second child. She had me when she was 28. So, and of course, this is the 80s. So that's kind of like late on the late end of the spectrum. So she said older, like she gonna think I'm old. <laughs> well, no, now no, because millennials, <laughs> millennials have children at a later age now. But in the 80s, you know, yeah, these, you. Right my mother, I guess, being a baby boomer. You know, they, they were saving children at like 18, 20, and you know, married. Their husband went to Vietnam, or whatever the case may be. Pretty much seems like we had opposite experiences. And even though that's that's what I assumed I would be, but like the picture perfect version of it, I'm like the complete opposite mom now. And I don't even know how I came to that point. It's like literally when I got pregnant, it was just like a like a switch. Like all I did was research, and I was like, I'm staying at home. I don't trust nobody with my baby. We're going all natural. Like, I breastfed, cloth diapered, like, made my own baby food, like, all that. And But none of that was what I pictured or what I had seen in previous years. So I don't know where it came from. But and you haven't seen, you never saw other black women do it or talk about it, most likely, right? Nope, not at all. And then all my mom friends were Caucasian. Like, it was a hard press to find black friends. Like, they had kids that were like-minded. Yeah. I think I kind of created my own village because I didn't, my mother was, um, she was a single mom. My dad was still around, but they were split up and she was not a stay-at-home mom. She was working all the time. Like my sister took care of me a lot when I was younger. Um, So yeah, I didn't know any black stay-at-home moms or anything like that. I didn't even know that my mom breastfed or that my sister's breastfed until like, years later after I started breastfeeding Kobe when we were having conversation about it mm. come to find out a lot of the stuff that I do as a mother my mom did do like cloth diapering breastfeeding um things like that 
she did it, but I didn't know these things until <laughs> like I'm getting like pushback from, you know, my sisters and stuff, like, why are you trying to be so different? Like you came out fine and all this stuff. <laughs> and it's like come to find out, I'm doing exactly what my mom did. I'm like, Mom, why didn't you tell me? Why'd you say something? But I don't think they made it an yeah. issue there. Like, we make it an issue to say, I'm a natural mom. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And that's just what they had to do. It's Although, true. I did see my mom breastfeed. That was about it. Yeah, no. That's where answers. My mother didn't um, breastfeed. That was, like, the only thing that she didn't do. She had, you know, an answer <coughs> and everything. But I don't know what... I think the story was that she tried with my sister. But other than that, she, she didn't. And I think it was because she didn't have a lot of support. Nobody else was doing it. And she wanted to... I'm still ripping run the streets if you ask me. I mean, by ripping run the streets, I just mean to go to Joanne Fabrics and Keldor, but she's just wanted to rip it. Target is live. Right. Free target. Keldor and Montgomery Ward was, was the move. Oh, Lord. A lot of the issues with black, black mothers is that typically they're seen as like not married. Of course, I'm not married. I was in a relationship for a very long time. Do you guys feel like you have to kind of make an extra point and make it known that, you know, you guys are married? I don't think I thought about the fact that I was married until I had my kids and people start looking at you when your kids acting funny out. And if my husband's not there and specifically like with her, <clears throat> my fingers were swollen. I just start. she's six months and I just started wearing my ring again, maybe two, three weeks ago. So all my kids out running around, people looking at me, and I would feel like they judging me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. one of them single moms Absolutely. here. So I would start feeling away, like, let me squeeze this ring on my finger. <laughs> yeah. And if he was with me, I wouldn't think about when we're right. Like, I didn't care if they thought, oh, they're not married, as long as they knew he was there. Like, if that makes sense? Right. Yeah. I, I think, for me, too, I... I was judging a lot of people too. Like mm-hmm. I, I found myself, like I had to do a reflection because I found myself looking at mm-hmm. black moms I would see walking down the street, like uh, subconsciously, like I wonder if she's married yep. or like you know she got all them kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, you got kids too? Like, mm-hmm. and I wonder, and I was wondering, like I wonder if people see me like that. Like, do they look at me and be like? Look at this single black mother with these kids <laughs> going all crazy. Exactly. <laughs> struggling. And I'm like, little do you know, I'm like whole Mary and right. like, okay. like my husband. And like we doing okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's a real thing. It's an ongoing narrative. So when a year ago when I was featured in in the Baltimore Sun uh, <laughs> for my work as a doula. The I, I had the interview. There's a video. There's um, the whole interview of them asking questions and everything. After that, as before, it was about the run. The journalist sent me an email saying that her boss wanted to know specifically, which had nothing to do with the article or my mission or anything. Was I a single mother? Mm. Yeah, that was the pushback. Wow. Like, why do you need to know this? How is this relevant? It, it just was like, come on now. Like, why? It's like, this is the narrative that they actually want to push. So, yeah. at, you know, at the time, no, I, I wasn't single. Me, well, I guess you're, you're always single if you're not married. But at the time, me and my ex were still in a committed relationship. But it was just like, damn, like, why? Like, what, what, what do we have going on here? Why would you want to use that as like a selling point of, you know, me being the single mom now helping these other, you know, women because they, they obviously need a doula because they also are single mothers too. Like, no, that's not it. And right. everybody needs a doula. Everybody right. needs a doula. Who wants one? That is so I, crazy. I, I let you not had an additional email like oh by the way <coughs> the editor wants to know are you a single mom that's crazy so 
Wow, like the struggle sales, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> let's, exactly. Let's the exploit sales. the thought mm-hmm. of you being a single mother right. because more people will feel bad for you and read this story. Yeah. Like, what? I was pissed. That's ridiculous. But see, do we do that? Like, I will. I see a lot more women support single. Like, there's a lot of missions out there for single moms. When, mm-hmm. in fact, I might be married, but my husband is gone most of the day. Like, right. I'm struggling out here. Can I get some assistance? Like, mm-hmm. seriously, we, I will reach, we will reach out more to like, oh, she don't have no help. Right. So let me help her opposed to, you know, not saying it's right, but that's what we do. Yeah. It goes to the same yeah. thing where you said like, you know, you were judging other moms and so you felt like they were judging you. And, and that's, you know, essentially how society works. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It also makes me think of um, after I had Peyton, my second kid, and I went back for my six-week postpartum check, and the midwife kept asking me about um, birth control. I don't want no birth control. I'm good. They had also asked me probably like two or three um, appointments before that, like every appointment they were asking me about birth control, and it just came to my mind like, why are you assuming that I don't want more kids? Like. Or why are you trying to encourage me to wait to have more kids? Maybe I want to have more kids. Like, right. and if I do, that's okay. Like, right. I don't understand why you're like pushing me to get birth control. Like, um, first of all, I breastfeed, so that's my birth control because it worked with my first kid, and I didn't have a period for like three years. So, like, wait, hold on. <clears throat> I know that's a whole nother conversation, Girl. but <laughs> but it was just like, um, yeah, I need you to back off, like. They can't push it too. Breastfeeding is not birth control. What are you going to take? But even though she was cool when I said, like, I don't know. She's like, well, I'll write you this prescription for, you know, the mini pill just Mm -hmm. in case you want to. And she was like, you know, it lasts this long, like six months or whatever, if you don't want to fill it. But but I hear a lot of people say that, especially about that place. Yeah. Well, oh, at the birth center. Well, it's especially the push at the hospital. You know, they'll say, you know, you you need to now have this next one on. Is that what it is? Yeah, the next mm-hmm. one on right in, right in your arm. I was gonna get that. I'm glad before you leave the hospital. And I wonder if that's like if that's more of a push toward black women. Like or is that more encouraged to black mothers? Like slow down black women with all these kids. Or like are are white women women having this same pressure? Right. White women, we wanna hear from you now. <laughs> I don't want to hear from the white woman. Comment <laughs> I do feel like it is definitely a push. Um, if if not just the sake of, okay, well, the... Well, let, let's back up. Okay. So, I'm not going to say that it's, it's an evil thing for them to ask. Family planning is something that everybody should consider. I think I the agree. angle with which how, how is talked about is if the mother, the black mother, isn't responsible enough to already understand that this is some, a choice that they may have to make. Sure. Um, so I think that's kind of where the dilemma is. Yeah. Um, so it kind of all makes a difference of like, well, have you thought about, you know, family planning for the next step? Maybe how they phrase it, that would probably yeah. make it's a difference. Right. behind it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's, is there a difference between are you doing something for birth control? Do you want something for birth control? Have you thought about it versus what are you going to do about birth control? Like right. that is a, a very, um, like, judgmental yeah. phrasing. It's, it's very pushed to one side of like. I'm assuming you're getting birth control, and so therefore I want to know what you're doing versus, like, is that something that you want to do? Yeah, because around that, it's not like there's any additional discussion about what's best for your body. Because maybe you shouldn't have children back to back. But where is that discussion? Like, okay, well, here are the benefits and risks 
of if you have children back to back. So uh, optimal facing between children is supposed to be 18 months. Yeah. But has your provider ever told you that? No, and I think you had to like research that, right? Yeah. Has, you, did your provider ever say anything? I think like they that? told me wait at least a year. Well, <laughs> at least they told they told you. But okay, but when did they did they tell you this? With your first son, like, did you have this um, information like back then? Because I, I feel like you had to my, dig. Yeah, it was my first. It was my first kid. I will say this though: I had to dig for a great provider. Like, if that makes sense. So I trusted my provider, and I knew that they were known for giving out all the information. Right. But none of my friends, like, you know, you just go to the hospital, and, like, who's OB? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that it would probably make a difference on if if they said that in conjunction with the information around it of you know like well this is why yeah yeah the educational piece which yeah. you lack which you know you can't necessarily get in a fifteen minute quick visit right. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, I think there's also, when it comes to stigmatization of black women, there's also this idea that, like, black women can't comprehend as much information, right? So, mm-hmm. less information is given. And I'll give you a really good example. My work doing birth work, um, I talked to one of the lead um, people in the Baltimore health department Mm -hmm. and we were talking about mommy baby stuff they have a division for maternal health she was like excited oh i want to get more community people doing work with us and you know doing services in the community and blah 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 and she was like i'm really concerned though that you're a la leche league leader and you guys push co-sleeping and we've Mm -hmm. been really successful to get sids down by pushing safe sleep right Mm -hmm. which is this idea of like not sleeping with your baby and you know them having their in a crib and no blankets and all that stuff I kind of pushed back a little bit like, well, what do, what do you mean by that? Like, there's safe co-sleeping. And she's like, yeah, you're right. There is safe co-sleeping. But these women are not going to do all that's needed to make sure that their babies are safe. And I was like, what? Excuse me, what? First of all, you primarily work with black women, like poor black women in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. So these women is a charge word for black women, right? right. And then... For you to say that they're not going to do all the work that they need to protect their babies right. was a smack in the face. Right. So I'm like, first of all, you're talking about me. And to I co-sleep. Face, like, you're going to go against them. Right. I co-sleep. You ain't one of those women, girl. And I'm like, and I, I make sure I do what I need for my baby to be protected. Like, And research supports it. So first, I need you to have several seeds. But right. that's the type of things that we're dealing with with these public entities, these people that have a lot of power over the messages that women are getting, mm-hmm. especially poor black women. Yeah, they don't care. No, they don't. And they do think we're irresponsible essentially, like, or we're single mothers, or we're, you know, we don't know who our baby daddy is. Right. Like, that was some, like, I remember going to the hospital one time, I wasn't even pregnant, with Malik though, and I had gotten into a car accident, and they assumed that he wasn't my husband, and then when he asserted the fact that he was my husband, it was okay, but I'm talking to her. Don't speak for her. Let her speak because I know she's not gonna answer correctly. Like, like, dude, don't. Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Um, that's how we get into the whole thing of like whether black people, the the mistrust of medical institutions, and um, I mean, it's definitely founded and warranted. Okay. Apparently, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you haven't noticed, we have some co-hosts here with us, Peyton and y'all, and they have their own podcast. So you know, make sure your baby's in the room so they can engage in this conversation as well. <laughs> Woo, motherhood. To add that I think this is why it's important to have black midwives and providers when mm-hmm. we're in the situation because and I was, I'm gonna add this little end story is that 
at the birth center where we gave birth, there's, you know, a few black midwives. And I, I won't say names, but I saw this one midwife, super timid. I don't care for her. And me and my husband are really, like, jokingly, like, you know, yeah. we joke a lot. I won't say we talk about each other, but you know how, you know, mm -hmm. you joke. And so <laughs> he makes fun. He knows I hate when I get bigger, as I, you know. So I'm usually about 155, and I will get one of my kids all the way up to almost 200. And so mm -hmm. he'll make fun, like, go ahead, step on that scale. You know, they want you to step on that scale. <laughs> and so if he can't come to my appointment, he would FaceTime me. I was in an appointment with, the, you know, white lady. She was just looking like when we were talking, like, you know, like, uh, then she started typing, but y'all be taking notes? Like, what are you taking notes on? <laughs> like, seriously. And she was like, is everything okay? And she tried to make, I can't remember, but it was some sly comment about the way he was talking, like, oh. as if he was not supportive. And it, it, like, ticked me off. And I literally went out there and was like, don't schedule another appointment with her. Like, because wow. the way she was, her whole face changed, her comments, like, she was trying to be like, it's like when you go to the emergency room and they go, are, do you feel safe at home? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, I like, you want like, them to leave the room. Like, that's how it was. I feel like that's the same midwife that I had the, it, the I think we push with the, the birth Girl. control. Because I'm getting the same vibe but right we'll now. We'll talk about that when we press stop. <laughs> we'll talk about her. Oh, my goodness. But when I saw the black provider, love her to death, and he would be on FaceTime, and, you know, she would be joking, joking back with him. Right. She knew it was funny. Like, it's just the dynamic. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, y'all so cute. And it wasn't like the whole, you know, like, yeah. don't play me. Like, I will chop Absolutely. you in the throat. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> and be, before we get off, um, I would like to talk about ways that we're pushing back on this, on the stigmatization. Um, I think one of the ways that... I really see black women showing up and pushing back on this. It's just living or doing motherhood the way they want to. Right. Like making yeah. their own space to live it out however they want to. So being like, you know what? I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm going to figure out a way to be able to afford it. Right. Or I want to cloth diaper or whatever and just making their own space in the world to to do what they want to do and how they want to do right. it. Right. And, and I'm going to breastfeed in public no matter what you say. Hello. Right. <laughs> so what? Yes, I'm on the subway breastfeeding like mind right. your mind your business absolutely making informed decisions pushing back when they know it like not allowing fear to stop you um like when you're you know they're trying to push something on you no i'm not like doing that or voice. whatever exactly mm -hmm. advocate for yourself absolutely. this is what i'm doing this is what i want to do yes and Head i think another side. one too is like building your own village or finding yeah. that village um of other women who are on that same mind frame like sure. really finding or creating your own village of like educating other women as they're pregnant so that when they are mothers y'all on the same team or they just um, support you like right some of my moms don't team. yeah right. don't do that but i will say they'll be like i don't do this but you know i, I support that you do do that i just don't just to judge like just to stop judging other moms unless they're doing something harmful and harmful doesn't mean you disagree with it right, like, right. <laughs> but you know like just yeah just stop and i think yeah just talking about it right like having those open conversations and being okay with not agreeing to everything right like we can have a conversation and respect each other's decisions and not want it for our own family like yeah that's cool that you do that but I don't want to do it or like also you know bringing up those concerns of like let me sh let me show you what I learned about car seats. Like right. you know, like, push that buckle up, girl. No. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a little safer if it's like right. this, or maybe we should take this big old jacket off. Right. Oh yeah. Because you know, and it's not be offended. Exactly, and not be being open to those new suggestions and that new information. I mean, like, oh, I didn't even know that. Thank you. I was in the grocery store. This lady had her cart on top. It bothers me. 
had her cart with a little kids. Oh, when it says tell you not to put it. Yes. And I Literally told her, and it was bothering me because her car seat was, like, wobbling. And she was, like, reaching for stuff. And I just, like, on the side, like, I was, like, I don't, you know, want to offend you, be whatever. I was, like, but well, that's not safe. I've seen the baby flip over before. Right. And I will say, at first, she kind of looked at me strange. And then when I saw her, like, two hours over, she had put her baby in the basket. And I was, like... And why is it so hard for them to put the baby in the in the uh, basket? Because they won't take on too much food. Why they get the baby to hold it? <laughs> it takes up a lot of space. It okay. does. Okay, look, still. Put the lettuce on top of the baby. The baby be fine. Yeah, I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> in Target yesterday, I was struggling, pulling my cart behind me and pushing my stroller with the other hand, looking crazy. But, you know, you that's not, I don't even have, a, I don't have an infant. I did. I should have wore her, but she was asleep. I didn't want to just rub her, so I just was easy yes. to put her right there in the stroller. Yes, I, think I don't have an car seat anyway, but still. <laughs> that idea of, of community, of like helping each other out. I was in a, the oh. Target the other day, and Kobe was like flipping out. He didn't have a nap. It was like time for him to go to bed. He's like flipping out, and this beautiful black woman. Oh my gosh, not beautiful because of the way she looked, but because of what she did. She came over. She like picked up Kobe from from the back, and she said. Listen to mommy. He stood up straight and she just walked off. Like that's all she said was, listen to mommy and walked off. And he mm-hmm. stood up straight and like was attached to the side of the was like, I don't want no more random people coming that. to pick me up. No. And she just, like, I'm not, you know, encouraging no, anybody to go touch people's kids. <laughs> but like in that moment, I needed help. Right. Like, right. I needed somebody to help me with my kid because I got a little one that I'm trying to like balance, plus I'm holding stuff. And he flipping all over the place and everybody right. just looking at me like I'm crazy. And that makes a difference when somebody gives you a supporting word yeah. opposed to those judgmental eyes of like she can't control right. her kid. Because I'm pretty sure if you have kids, you gonna have your moment where everybody Listen, has a moment. Cause kids are kids. Right. Like it's not that my kid is bad or they ridiculous. No kids just have moments. But so so have you internalized that? Like, do you think that oh, when your child is flipping out, like oh, everybody is gonna be looking at me, and so now I need to like harness them and get them to act right? Or are have you come to the idea of yeah, kids are kids. This is what they're going to do. I think it depends on what mood I'm in and where I'm at. Like, there's some times that they're going from, like, aisle to aisle. And, like, we were in Target yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, I was in the baby section. And you all, if you're familiar with Target layout. Listen, Target the needs toy to pay us. Right? <laughs> Target so many times. <laughs> the toy aisle was, like, you know, right next to it. And so, you mean you got to go across the in the bigger aisle. So, they were over there playing with the toys on the outside. And they weren't necessarily in the way because it wasn't that crowded. But, you know, I wasn't right there. And, of course, they were throwing some ball. So in that moment, should they have been next to me being cool? Probably. But I didn't really care. (laughs) So I didn't feel the need. But there's Mm -hmm. been moments where they're like not listening and they're probably sleeping and it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. dragging on the floor. Are we done yet? I want to go. And it's like, if you don't bring it in, (laughs) be quiet. (laughs) You know what I mean? And in those moments, it's like, Okay, because there's, especially Target, okay, them little kids be crying. And I'm not going to lie, I be judging. Mm-hmm. You can hear a kid screaming half across the street. You're like, what the hell? See, can the, she get a hold of that? Like, is that doesn't bother me. The, like, the little kids who are screaming because they're, like, act, I guess, like, acting up or, like, playing, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when I see people, like, their little baby is crying because Aww. they're in the car seat or whatever. Out. And it's yeah. like, pick your baby up. If you don't pick your fucking baby up, like, you need to pick your baby up. I promise the baby you stop crying. If you don't like your baby, you want to be picked yeah. up. I like, used to, that's what bothers yeah. me. Yeah. I think I used to to judge based on the kid but mm-hmm. now that I have a toddler mm-hmm. it has switched that um, I'm more so looking at the parents reaction mm. and 
and like how are they handling it mm -hmm. versus like the kid themselves because i know kids don't do what we want them to do like it don't yeah. matter what you teach your kid like yeah. they're gonna do what they want to do like you can have the most respectful kid and the mom will be extremely ratchet right yeah. like yeah. and you can have a, a mad <laughs> ratchet mom and the kid is mad calm and like respectful and all they that are, stuff are, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they mm -hmm. do stuff at their own pace whenever they want they have their own personality so i feel like i can't judge a parent based on their kid because the kids they do their own thing, but like I can not necessarily judge, but I can, you know, make a perception of you based on how you, you react respond, to yeah. it and how you respond to it. And yeah. And so, like you said, I have my moments where I'm like, dude, I'm about to like straight stone cold you right here in the middle of Target. <laughs> I don't know who I judge, and, like, but... In the other kid. sense, I'd be like, like that day that I was telling you about when my mom helped me, I was doing really good. I was like real patient. I was like, yeah. Kobe, come on, honey. Wait, what you say? Like, Kobe, <laughs> mommy is trying not to go off on you right that now. That's so funny when you tell our kids, like, I'm being patient right, right. now. Right, like, you got five more minutes of patience. I'm being real nice. Yeah. Don't you hear it? Right. It's about to leave. They're like, that's why I'm being like Get it together. <laughs> That's the funny. hope is coming. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I think I judge other... I think I judge the kids based off of... Because my kids are calm for the most part, but they smart mouth as hell. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? So, because my kid is not a screamer, I judge your kid because your kid loud, and I'm going to need you to tone that down. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my son would be in the store like, like, you know, it's time to go, Mom. We've been here for an hour in Target. I want to oh go God, home. That's definitely a like, <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly who it is. <laughs> so that's how it goes. Yeah. But, you know, if I see, so now if I see a little boy, like, you know, being served like that, I'm like, oh, that's that's my kid. So I don't judge as hard as opposed to when they're doing something that my kid doesn't do. Yeah. But that's not cool. But that's that goes to the whole thing, like, you know, you love your kids, everything they do. You know, yeah, that's shit. true. I think that's about it for this segment of the Black Effect Podcast, Three Moms Affecting the Effect. You can join us next time. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yes. Oh, follow us on Instagram. The Black Effect. The Black Effect. Podcast. Yep, and share your experiences too with us. Peace. We out. <laughs>